0: So if you can do something to your home that makes it stand out, make it have a unique feature, whether that's something in the backyard or something cool with the kitchen or, you know, with custom millwork or just anything that makes it stand out, you have a much better chance of selling your home faster and for more money.
1: Hey everybody, and welcome to episode five of Smarten Up with JP and Fab. Today's guest is JP's wife and realtor extraordinaire, Andrea McDonald. In this episode, Andrea walks us through her journey out of the 9-to-5 world and into the world of self-employment. She gives us some great tips on maximizing the value of your home and covers the current trends in the real estate market in the greater Toronto area. Andrea McDonald. Hi. I'm super pumped. You know why I'm super pumped? Why? Every single day, I get a question about real estate and people expect me to have an answer. And all I know about is the taxation and the numbers, right? Right. So finally, we have somebody who's not going to be probably talking about the numbers and the taxation and actually talking about real estate itself. Exactly. Right? <laughs> so tell us about yourself.
0: Um, my name's Andrea. Mm-hmm. I'm married to John Paul. Lucky we, you. Lucky me. Lucky. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have two kids together. I've been in real estate for almost 13 years now. Um, yeah
2: all right start at the beginning though. <laughs> yeah let's start at the beginning like, Let, let's not be born
1: yeah, I, I know there's like some uniqueness okay. to the story right where were you born where were you yep, raised? yeah
0: so i'm born and raised in burlington mm-hmm. i'm the only one in my family born in burlington actually okay. um my dad was born in scotland my mom in the states and my brother in saudi arabia so we lived overseas for a couple of years when i was about one and a half to three we lived in saudi okay and then we also traveled to Germany for grade when I was in grade six and seven, and then came back to Burlington at that point for grade eight on okay. and lived here.
1: So the Middle East, North America, yep. Europe. That's pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, it was a cool experience.
2: We're born compared to that. I was born I was in Toronto. Mississauga. <laughs> yeah. Lived in Toronto. Nelson, where were you born? <laughs> yeah. Toronto? Toronto? Oh, there yeah. you
1: go. Yeah, pretty exciting. Okay, so, I mean, really what we wanted to we brought you on specifically today to talk about um, real estate, bringing your expertise on real estate market, Um, you know, with our practice, John Paul and I, we just consult on a ton of real estate, primarily from the taxation perspective, from the legal structuring perspective and from the investment perspective. But, um, you know, there's so much more to real estate than just that. And that's really what I wanted to ask you about. So when did you get into real estate and what got you into real estate in the first place?
0: Yeah. So I've, been in real estate for I think it's 13 years in October and originally I went to Ryerson for fashion communications. Mm -hmm. Out of school I got hired at a company that uh, was like a footwear company so we developed uh, footwear, produced it over in China and then sold it to companies over here. It was a really small company so I was there for a year and a half-ish and uh, I got let go. She and came it, home
2: she came home <laughs> crying. I was like oh,
0: yeah. devastated. It was my first grown up job. Um and I got the axe. So <laughs> what were you doing at that company? I was um like a designer for kids' footwear. Okay. So I was in charge of the the kids section of okay. it. And then we like our clients was like at the, at the time, Sears, The Bay, Walmart, right. um, and you'd put their logos and brands on it. Okay.
2: Now, anyone who knows Andrea, I'm gonna chirp yeah, in. I it. mean, Andrea, how many pairs of shoes do you actually have? <laughs> Not even on shelves, like in no, boxes. No, I
0: don't know. So, Like through high school and university, I worked at Guess, Aldo, Le right. Chateau, Nine West, Marciano. Purely for discounts, (laughs) 50% off of shoes and clothes is like the best thing. And every home that we've had, um, you know, there's a dedicated shoe room or shoe wall. So, you know, fashion and design have always been like a big part of my life. Um, And then at the time, I think you were more of the driving factor. Like when I got let go, I was also still bartending at the time. So I was fortunate that I had that income to kind of take the time to figure out what i was going to do and realistically looking at where that industry would have taken me over the next 10 years i don't know if it would have been the best decision to stay there so it's a blessing in disguise i think that that all happened and yeah it was more jp kind of push, like oh you love real estate like i was always obsessed with all the HGTV tv shows and right. interior do- design and i think if i didn't end up getting into real estate i would have gotten into interior design Design, in some kind of aspect um which
2: you still could do
0: yeah and which i like love and enjoy now anyway um but yeah so we i think you well at the time one of my really good friends that i was bartending with had started to get his real estate license as well Mike, mike yeah um so a lot of conversations were around that, and then I ended up pursuing getting my license and joining Rockstar.
2: It's funny I talked to Tom because uh, I was on his podcast mm-hmm. like yeah, a couple yeah. weeks ago, yeah. and Tom said like you came there and applied, and I never knew this. And Tom's like, no, B- yeah, because they, they were like they were like we we can't bring this girl on. Like they they were like we're just trying to figure this out, out ourselves. Yeah, they were
0: nervous yeah. that like their business wasn't going anywhere, and they're like I don't know if you're like. You know really want to get into so to backtrack a little bit rockstar initially was more of a boutique investment type of brokerage mm-hmm. um so his thoughts were he's like i don't know if you're the type of, of girl that should be like going through dirty student rentals like i feel like you should right, be right. selling like million dollar homes like nice homes yeah i was like lot. yeah i would love that but i loved the challenge of something different too so yeah he kind of like deterred me and he was like think about it for a week and then come back and I came back
1: <laughs> and I think that your, your career has progressed because at the beginning it was really rent to own single-family homes student rentals really heavy on on investors and then as you progressed in your career it started to move to you know nicer let's call them more expensive homes that people yeah. actually want to live in. Not necessarily from an investment, perspective. you still do quite a bit on the investment side, but I think that your, uh, as you've developed your career, I've at least started to notice that your, your focus and correct me if I'm wrong, has been more about how do you present your home for sale? And how do you help the client maybe uncover hidden gems? For, for, sure. for something for themselves. Yep, right? my main
0: training like when I first started was working with investors in a Agent slash coach role, mm-hmm. where you know we had an investor that we would work with, coach them on how to find a property, and then everything that comes after that in terms of advertising for tenants, signing a lease, and then continual coaching. You know, if there was tenant problems, so on and so forth. Um, so I have a, like a really good foundation of investment real estate. Mm-hmm. We own a lot of investment properties, have and still like have sold some over the years as well. Um, And then it was probably when I was pregnant with our second daughter. So over five years ago now, um, the investment stuff takes me on the road a lot more in terms of, you know, someone wants to go to St. Catharines, or I did a lot in Durham and Barrie, kind of all over the place. Um, But I had to also make a choice as being a mom that my focus was also on my kids. I wanted to be able to pick them up, drop them off from school. Um, So at that time, I started shifting my focus more towards doing more personal type of properties. And my main focus now, although I still do investments, is like regular residential, kind of in the Burlington Oakville area.
2: What would you say the split is right now? Because I I don't know. I know you have a ton. This year, you've done a tremendous amount. But you still work with a number of our clients on... A significant amount of our clients yeah. on, on investments I'm,
0: probably at this point i'm probably still like 40 percent investments mm-hmm. maybe 60 percent residential and then sometimes it's a mix too like i work with some people some of my clients Both on their four. residential home right and then i help them purchase their investment properties as well so it's kind of a blend right. too
2: and that's and that's you know we looked at andrew's business probably about a year ago and it, like like we did with ours with with our company we we wanted to put kind of fence around it because you have such a good background in in the finance world and life insurance world uh, we have a tax practice and then I I'm also a realtor but right. I mean I, I learn everything I know through Andrea um, but I know some other stuff with with the the economy and stuff that Andrea knows as well kind of through her studying but. We put a fence through ours where, when we looked at it, kind of I think two years ago with you, we said, you know, you you, you built your previous website to say what is the what does the term on the website say?
0: Invest wisely, live beautifully.
2: Yeah, so that's I mean that is that is to me like a kind of a one stop. And what you would look for for a client would be, you know, a client that wants to fully be with you. Where that's where you right, and I right. are. The same, right? Yeah. yeah. But
0: even though I have like a big background in investments, I didn't want to pigeonhole myself just into that or vice versa. Right. Because Absolutely. I still think that I have a great deal of knowledge and value to bring to the table when it comes to investors, um, as well as for a personal home and all the the help and assistance I can do on that side. So I think, uh, I guess it's two and a half years ago now, I finally branded myself, did a website. like did all of that, which really made me kind of try to figure out more where my business was going, um, and focus in, in that area a bit more.
1: So I would say like, from my perspective, what, you know, and I deal with just a ton of realtors myself personally Mm -hmm. with our clients and, um, connections. I, I deal with a ton of realtors and I find that, um, most of the realtors that I deal with, whether this is correct or not, I don't know, but they're either investment realtors or they're just personal home realtors and that and i find that they look at it they always look at it from that viewpoint so they'll all they'll sell whatever they can sell and buy whatever they can buy obviously because they don't want to turn down a commission but you know the investment realtors are going to look at the home as an investment and the home realtors are going to look at the investment as more of just a home i think that like the, the difference that that you're bringing to the table, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, is you're able to kind of blend the two mm-hmm. because you sort of started an investment but then progressed over to personal homes. And the way I look at it is, okay, look, whether you're going to make an investment or you're going to buy a personal home, it's always an investment. I mean, I, that's how I look at it. It's always an investment. Like your personal home, yeah, you want to enjoy it and you want to – but. it you know at the end of the day it is still an investment it's it's still something that forms a part of your net your net worth right for sure. so I think that um at least for when, when I see you consult with some of my clients it's more of a you know you're looking at something and you'll maybe you'll give a comment on on a house that they want to buy like hey look this might be might be great now but five years down the road this area isn't gonna be good or whatever it is right and then you've done that with with me in the yep. past Yeah, I think.
0: So when it comes to the investments, I always say to my clients, like there's a lot of amazing agents out there that can help you find a great rental property. But then it stops there the day that you get the keys. So the difference in the training that I have is that I've always told my clients my job actually starts more when you take possession of the home, because then that's when, you know, I'm helping you. Like we're very knowledgeable within our brokerage with. You know current rents in different areas. Um, if there's any bylaw changes in certain cities, kind of staying on top of that. So there's more handholding, I guess. Like I'll help you write your Kijiji ad. I'll even offer the service to fill your home and find a tenant for you. Um, so it, it is definitely more specialized.
2: If there's a leak in it in the, in the home, I mean, how many calls have we got the, uh, for you dealing with tenants with issues in oh, the property? Yeah. Yeah it's, oh, yeah, it's that
0: ongoing nice. type of coaching where if someone just sold, like, you know, not knocking any agents, but they might not have that extra experience when it comes to investments or, you know, the Rolodex that I now have of right. plumbers, electricians, and in all different cities, too, because of the vast areas that we've worked in. And then, like you're saying, too, when it comes to purchasing residential properties, with the experience that I have in design and renovation, I can really help certain buyers that are looking for that type of advice be savvy in purchasing into certain neighborhoods or being able to help them figure out the best um, renovations to do that's going to add money or add value to their property, what things to do, what things not to do, what would be worth it. Um, So yeah, I think there's a blend there for both.
1: And you concentrate, like geographically, where do you usually...
0: So more so, like for personal, would be um, Burlington and Oakville. Yeah. And then I still do like surrounding areas like Milton, Hamilton, out to St. Catharines. more so when it comes to investments. Investment properties, yeah.
1: right? Okay, so just so that people listening know, right? It's not just not just lip service. You've purchased and sold and renovated <laughs> like just a ton of property. Yeah. Y- you know what I mean? So it's not just you're not just living vicariously through your clientele. Like you've actually done it yourself. Why don't you give us, you know, do we have enough time? Like, <laughs> why don't so, you give us a yeah. breakdown of what, what your transactions thus far and what you've learned from them?
2: Start with Glen Rose when you were, I think you were 23 and we were, this is one of this is one of the very big things that I tell kids right now, like not kids, but younger people. Um, because if if I was starting out and I was 23, uh, I would be screwed um because real estate is so high but you know what you and I did and we weren't married and what went against like you know normal tr- family tradition um, start with that because that is like a key thing that I keep giving guidance to everyone mm-hmm. saying get in. I don't care how you do it get in now.
0: Yeah we were so we were living in Toronto when we met we were both living in separate condos at the time. Your lease was up. GP's lease was up.
2: Fab took over one of your condos. Remember, I took over that that condo.
0: Oh, on Richmond. Yeah, in Richmond. <laughs> I <laughs> love that condo. Yeah, yeah. That was that yeah. three. I forgot so that. Let's tell
2: them about the closet. No, it,
0: no, was, it was a. It was, no. It was the greatest. <laughs> I was single. It was three <laughs> so bedroom, we'll and I closet. turned the whole third I bedroom into when a I closet. I I woke up in the
2: middle of the night. Oh no, we're yeah, not yeah, telling yeah. that story.
0: <laughs> Sorry, no, not telling that story. So yeah, so um before your lease was up before you even moved in we started looking for property to buy we started looking in toronto at first realized we could not afford anything other than a condo at that time so then started looking in oakville we purchased a house before we even moved in together Mm-hmm. Like physically, like we had obviously this is the one in Oakville, yeah. Okay, so
1: this is number one. Nelson, keep, keep so, but there. that was
0: that was personal. So, if we go through, I'll do a run through of personal properties. So, personal <laughs> property, we bought that one in Oakville.
2: How much renovations did we do to that?
0: We did like the, is we it did the basement, main clothing? floor, the basement. I, I built the
2: basement. Yeah, I know that yeah, was you my built that was basement? like my, I will never do construction again, but like that was my tribute to. I I did everything. I ran wires, I did everything. My brother will say he did most of it, but he did like (laughs) 1% and that wall broke. Um, But keep going. Yeah,
0: we did like updates on the main floor, the flooring, we changed countertops. It was like our first- Experiment. Like getting into it. Then from there, we bought a house in Millcroft in Burlington.
2: No, we bought a rental before that.
0: I uh, know I mean We're do wrong. personals oh, we personal first, personal first. <laughs> It keeps me more on track. Right. So from there we went to the house in Millcroft and I remember when we saw it, when we first saw it, I was like, I think we only need to change the backsplash.
1: Yeah, right. Do you remember that? <laughs> Next thing, I walked into that thing. The freaking hole was gone. Yeah, we Somebody gutted. Was right, like th- those, oh, what we gutted the whole main yeah. floor, like took out we a wall,
0: a put in it, an 800 pound steel LVL yeah. to like, it was. So that was like our bigger project. We stayed there for five years. Both of our girls were born there. So that was a hard one to leave because there was more like emotional attachment there. Then we bought a house in Tiendega. Um that was hideous, but on a beautiful lot. It's a nice lot. Yeah. It was beautiful. And then we did a 6-month renovation on that before we moved in. I loved that. That was it. a
1: full gut. I li- I liked that house. Like that if was, you go
0: yeah,
2: nice Like
0: the one. pictures like on my website, that's cool that's our everything. house. Yeah. And if, I yeah, still, if that
2: was if that was closer to us like to the office yeah. we would have it never It was beautiful. Moved
0: yeah, we just didn't love the area. And then we were in there for maybe maybe two years and, and JP comes home one day and he's like I think we should sell and in my mind I was like oh my god this guy is divorcing me like what is happening <laughs> and again I we, were, li- we were going literally, time. yeah like, and I was like in my mind I was, was like oh right? my gosh this guy's gonna we're gonna sell our house we're gonna have nothing and then he's gonna divorce <laughs> me <laughs> but the, pl- the whole theory behind that was we had a big mortgage on that property and the banks wouldn't lend to us anymore in terms of investment properties okay so you were so, like house poor yeah, like or like we, we couldn't yeah. invest yeah. like we couldn't do any more investing and we yeah. we were done our renovation and we were bored and yeah. we always like to be doing stuff.
2: Doing I, dude, it was like a movie for me. I would literally drive home and and we had no money and I would drive home stuck in traffic and I felt like lives, I was 60 yeah. and I'm like, I'm, I'm going to pay lives. this house off when yeah. I'm when I'm 70 years old and then I'm going to be cool. Yeah, <laughs> then you could buy another <laughs> rental property. Yeah. yeah,
0: maybe. Yeah. And so then we sold that house and we rented a place in Bronte yep. for less than two years, a little bit less than two years. Um, and then in that time frame, did a lot of real estate investing. Built
2: then this office. What we, yeah. Built yeah. out this
0: office. Like there was a lot. Then we purchased a lot that came up last July. Oh right. no, we bought a cottage first.
2: Uh, are we getting to the investment? I don't know. Yet okay, <laughs> well, I'll say to yeah.
0: our house. Then we yeah. d- we bought the lot. In brawny like literally one street up from where we were moved in this january okay. um and then just this week we signed the contract to start a build okay. that will start so
1: four four personal homes yeah owned and now you're gonna build now we're gonna build now you're gonna build which so then we get to move so out again we should yeah we should talk about that like throughout
2: throughout the uh yeah the for the process. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I'm that, sure it'll like, be a interesting. Clients, a lot of our clients are interested Well Helder and them are coming on. Yeah. And, so yeah. so I've
0: yeah. I've worked with clients, helped them purchase lots, help helped build, them with yeah, their yeah, architectural designs and kind of been there through the process. So I've I've seen it, but I've not been through the stress of it actually us handing over the checks and right, making right, all right. the decisions. So I mean you've had some so significant excited
1: renovations though. and you built this place out. So now, quickly yeah. go, through investments. No, go, yeah, okay. go through the
2: investment. Now let's go. Yeah, let's go through the investments. So side.
0: we bought our first investment property in Hamilton in two thousand nine.
2: That was about a year after we bought our first house.
0: Yeah, because I started right. at Rockstar in two thousand eight. Yep. So like two thousand October two thousand eight. So sometime in two thousand nine, we bought our first investment property on the Hamilton Mountain for two hundred thirty five thousand. We had tenants in there for seven years some same tenants it was intended as a rent to own they could never go forward with that we also purchased um a rent to own in oshawa where the people were amazing and they bought out after two or three years we owned a joint venture with jp's brother in ajax that was intended as a rent to own as well the lady never ended up buying but she was there for maybe five years we paid her we made an agreement for her to leave Mm -hmm got it a few renovations done sold that because uh liam was moving out west then i'm trying to think what was after that we now have a duplex in hamilton
2: well, we did oh the no part- we ha-
0: after that sorry we got a a townhouse in stony creek remember that one no <laughs> yeah
2: I stopped going. I stopped. I, I, at yeah, some I point, I just, started saying, just, I don't want to go to these anymore. Just buy them.
0: Yeah. yeah so we had a, uh, that townhouse in Stony Creek. We sold that one a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. right.
2: Okay. Silvervine. Yeah. So, so we four. closed. <laughs> yeah.
0: So those had all sold off, or like we sold off Silvervine in the process of when we sold our personal home mm-hmm. in Tyandaga. And then since then, like as part of like purchasing more and, properties, and, and, and
2: this is this is where my my key moment came in was was I said I I thought this through and I said, uh, we need to hit a certain amount of real estate because once I hit a certain amount of real estate, I look at it simple four up two down. I've talked to Fab about this, and if 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 I can get to say ten million dollars in real estate, mm-hmm. and I look at four up two down. We're making six hundred grand net equity increase each year. So, yeah, over the long we run. just went yeah. we went balls to the wall and and what did we do?
0: Yeah, we bought a duplex in Hamilton on the Hamilton Mountain. Um, we bought a new construction in Oakville,
2: mm-hmm. pre-con, pre-construction yeah, district
0: conduit. which is at uh, Niagara and Dundas area. Mm-hmm. Then we bought a pre-construction in Toronto, the Well. <laughs> this one scares me <laughs> yeah. it was a big price tag big one, yeah. it's yeah. a two-bedroom the ideal scenario for that one is if we can do like a high-end airbnb, airbnb yeah. or even a high-end furnished rental yeah. but then we all, if it's an airbnb it might be cool because we could use it on the weekends. so we'll see we'll see we're hoping that certain things get delayed Don't as tell construction yeah. does no <laughs> <laughs> whatever the right answer is that's yeah, what yeah, we're doing yeah. with it yeah. um and then last year we bought a cottage
2: we bought the cottage. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, and then we have the we have uh, two other JVs which we won't go into, but
0: yeah, we ha- oh yeah. yeah, we have two other JVs, yeah. um, which are cool. Yeah, and I think that's it for now. For now. For now. But we're we're just always looking is, like, for stuff. You've done a lot. Yeah.
1: Right. Like you've done a lot. It's you've walked the walk, right? It's, and you you've learned,
2: right? Oh, hold on, hold on. And what? we we bought the first. Office space. We We built that out. We sold that. that Yeah, that was you. All you guys too. Yeah, yeah. And this one, yeah. yeah. You're you're a part of what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Fab and I didn't make any money. You you supported Fab and I through your earnings. (laughs) It's yes, this is true.
1: So so the the idea though really is like I said, there's been multiple different types of rental properties. Yep. From apartments to single family homes to duplexes. Um, There's been multiple personal properties with renovations. Now you're going to build, and there's been multiple commercial properties with build outs, and you've been profitable pretty much every single time, right? So, like like I said, um, people want to see that, I think, mm-hmm. right? Where I don't necessarily always see that um, with other people. With other yeah, realtors, it's hard to right? give
0: advice on something if you haven't lived it. done it yourself, right?
2: Yeah. Andrew, you have a very good resume. Yeah.
0: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Right. So what's what's harder for you? Buying a house or selling a house on behalf of a client and segregate from buying a house selling a house for investment purposes or for personal purposes. So let's start with investment purposes. Which one's harder, buying or selling?
0: Um like
2: depends on the market. It
0: depends on the market. So I've like a similar question to to this is that um clients are like when they're looking to sell their house as well as buy a new one, they're always kind of considering like do I buy first or do I sell first? Mm-hmm. And I just actually wrote an article on it not too long ago and I think it's it's very dependent on the current market that we're in, mm-hmm. um the area that you live in, what your house looks like, you know, right. the condition and all that kind of stuff. In today's current market, it's way easier to sell your house than to buy because we have such little inventory. We have a high amount of buyers that I have clients you know, that are putting in eight offers on properties before we're actually securing right. one. So it can be very nerve wracking in the same way though for a client to purchase a property before they know that they've sold their other property. So what we typically do in that scenario is all properties that I sell, I offer full staging, um, HD photos and video and stuff. So I get my stager to go through ahead of time. Um, even if we're looking to sell three, four months from now, the stager goes through, they give a very detailed report in terms of, you know you need to paint this color in this room, you need to remove this furniture, add, change these light fixtures to look like this, so that my clients can start their plan now so that in the process that we're starting to look for a home maybe losing out on offers right you know that the second it's hard to buy right it's really hard to <laughs> buy so the second my clients have purchased a home we now my stager has been through so i can say okay can you come in seven days two weeks and it's a very quick turnover so that we're not losing like a month's, of, month's worth of time before we have to like get the house ready and all that kind of stuff so i think If you can prep your house to the point of being able to list like any day, it makes people feel a lot more comfortable purchasing before they sell.
1: So let me let me sum that up for myself, because we're in basically we're in a seller's market where there's less there's less inventory, more demand. It's smarter, in your opinion, than to buy your target house, your personal target house first. And then sell. And then sell. And then sell. And
0: I look at it, no matter what the market is, for me personally, I will always buy my house first because I never, if I'm moving, I'm moving for a reason. Like I'm either moving for an opportunity, Mm -hmm. for a house that I love. I never want to feel that I have 30 days to figure out my next move. And that's stressful on the opposite end too. That if someone has already sold their house, now they're in this time crunch of, Oh my god i need to find something i need to buy it so it might not be the ideal house that they want um that, then that's right like in the flip because
1: when i was thinking of it, of it first <coughs> not being a realtor and not having you know i've bought and sold a couple houses but it's not like i'm super experienced in it i would be more inclined to think that i would sell my house first know that i have the money yeah you're and risk then, and then go look and then go look but yep. but it sounds like then you're what you're going to compromise on your purchase then.
0: And it depends right? on the client too because I've I've had some clients this year specifically that have wanted to sell their house first for that reason. So because the market has been so crazy this year and you can potentially depending what you list for, you're maybe selling it for 150 more. Clients want to know what they actually have to play with. Okay. So as long as they understand that maybe if we, you know, If the timing doesn't match up, they're accommodating to like rent somewhere short term for a few weeks. If, you know, if they're out of their house before the next one closes and that kind of stuff, it just it depends on the client a lot, too, and what their comfort level is.
1: Okay, And now let's flip over to um, investment properties. Right. What's the process there? That you usually follow for buying and selling.
0: Yeah, so for selling, it's it's pretty similar to to regular residential. If it's tenanted, it can be a little bit more challenging um, because it's. Uh, You know, it's making sure that you can get access with the tenants to get through the property. The property doesn't necessarily show as well as it would. Tenants don't care. They're not going to clean up and vacuum before showings happen. Sometimes the tenants are are home. Exactly. So, in an ideal world, you know, if you can get the tenants out, have an agreement with them, clean it up, stage it then that's kind of the that's ideal yeah. scenario No,
2: that's huge that, yeah how many times we've have we done, done that
0: and sometimes yeah. it's you know i've said to tenants like okay we'll give you like 60 90 days notice whatever it might be and then also on top of that you know if the house is in really great condition we'll give you an extra thousand dollars or something right, right. right? just as an incentive you to
2: move five thousand like yeah, you want it, those tenants. well
1: depending yeah depending on the, on the scenario the house, i would imagine could you know, you lose 2000 bucks to the tenant, but staging it properly and You'd having make it an open back. house and having it present well, could probably get you another 20 grand. For right?
2: sure. Any time, uh, we'll look at our office, for example. Yeah. And this is, if we wanted to sell this office tomorrow, do we have to do anything? No. Any house that we've ever had, have we had to do anything? So Andrew's website, uh, have we ever really had to do anything?
0: first aging for us yeah no
2: nothing for your own personal house but but that's right that's that's where I think people you know how many times Andrea have you like it's like she's like lover listed almost because she goes in and 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 does these renovations to people's house when they're about to sell and they're like shit I don't want to sell now and Andrea and I are like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> there goes the condition.
0: but that's what i always kind of coach people on too they're yeah. like you know should i do this if i'm gonna sell i'm like do it now so you can at least enjoy it yeah. right like don't wait just to do it yeah. you know yeah, or, yeah, 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 or that's pick, our biggest thing. pick your renovation properly andrea's
2: website is 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 perfect live beautifully like yeah, yeah people okay. people don't invest enough in their house if you want to do your kitchen do your kitchen stop himming and hawing about it like do it enjoy it like mm-hmm. Because that's where you is someone You want yeah. to sell
1: You're it, gonna, yeah. yeah. Especially if you do it smart, you could
2: make. Well, that's exactly money, it. Right? Maybe don't do it yellow or yellow in like light yeah. blue. Um. <laughs> so you know. yeah,
1: that's a, that's another question specifically I had, right? When now you guys are going into the into building building a home, right? And you know, there's a lot of things I imagine in my head that I would want in my own personal home. Like I would want literally like it's a, a whole room with big windows with a squat rack and bumper <laughs> plates and like but is that something that that you would recommend you know how personalized should people be making their their own home if if you're thinking you know down the road you might want to sell it
0: yeah so there's certain things when people so for example when people are doing like a basement renovation right, right? like you of course want to consider what works for you and your family, but you also have to look at resale. Or upstairs, some people, you know, if it's a three-bedroom, they're like, oh, we're going to knock down the wall and make one large master en suite. And, and then
1: you only have great, two Great, like yeah.
0: that's great for you. But now, like when you go to resell, people aren't going to love that Jeez, as much, yeah. right? Or depending on the size of the basement, if it's a good size basement, we want to see a rec room, a gym, um, a bedroom. So that's either like an additional bedroom or for some people for an in-law or maybe a nanny suite right. with a bathroom as well. So you want to, you know, it's just kind of being smart about what your renovations are as well. Um, and not just, basements are big ones I find because a lot of people just finish it into like one large rec room and you're like,
1: right? What I don't it's even understand like, what this what is space
0: this? is. Yeah. Or people like over chop it up and make too many rooms. <laughs> we saw one a couple weeks I've ago. I see them all the time. It's yeah. so bizarre. So you know, I'm. I love when clients call me in to like help them with that side of it too, right? Even though I'm not d- a designer, but, but to consult on that kind that of house, stuff too. But, but
2: but at the same at the same token, we we literally had this conversation with our builders uh, and designers yesterday, where I said to them, and they're like, "Oh, but what about resale, JP?" And I said, "Look, <laughs> yeah, if it presents I'm, well, it'll sell. I'm building this house for me first. Mm-hmm. Secondly." I'm thinking about resale, but you know, we're not putting in a dining room.
1: Yeah. Is that
2: really going to affect me? You know, do people it, even use a dining room? Well, <laughs> that's exactly. exactly. But if you're going with like, if, if, if you're really ornate and you like, you know, stripes and you like wallpaper and and stuff like that, th- those are personal preferences. You can't, you really can't do a nest egg blue kitchen it, it it can look beautiful, but you really can't expect ninety five percent of the population to want it. Your stuff when you are selling it.
0: Yeah, I always say like when clients are doing renovations or builds, we we joke and say that in Oakville, it's like the Oakville special, where you can drive down most streets and pretty much guess what the finishes of the inside are right Right. they're beautiful and it's a very nice home but i can tell you without going in the home where stuff's laid out probably what kind of light fixtures they have what their kitchens look like so if you can do something to your home that makes it stand out make it have a unique feature whether that's something in the backyard or something cool with the kitchen or you know with custom millwork or just anything that makes it stand out you have a much better chance of selling your home faster and for more money.
2: Are right? we going to have an Oakville special? I feel no, like you're no we're not. We're here. not, <laughs> well, um, not going to have
1: a dining room, so <laughs> <to> <laughs> that's pretty <laughs> special. Look, to,
2: to me, the inside is very, I mean, you have some bedrooms, you have some bathrooms, you have a kitchen. To me, the inside is is very...
0: I know, but when you look at, look at like we have a search set up that sends us homes in our area yeah. every day, and all of them look a majority of them look very similar, yeah. right? It's all the similar tile that that is used and stuff. So, and not that those houses are bad or not beautiful. However, they're very typical, right? Right. So you, in. you want to find a way to be unique and without being too trendy. Yeah. Um, but just having something a little bit different. Like Tires.
1: putting a massive, pl- like, Glass yeah. and what and that could get expensive, I guess. You know, the, yeah. There was things. like
0: two houses in our neighborhood that sold maybe a month ago, roughly same square footage, roughly same price, Um but what, the one was like executed so beautifully. That was the one right across, across the, street the street from, from us. Yeah, it was, um, it was beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous. And even though the other one had this beautiful backyard with a pool, the the one that was executed better inside with like quality of finishes and design sold for more, okay. even though you would feel that There's because a well, they put a lot stuff, of yeah. money into yeah. that backyard for sure. Yeah. And the one without sold for more because it was, it was gorgeous. No, it was. Right. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's just those, and it doesn't, but to you know, me, that's not, how it feels special. No, no. I would but say we're not also talking same. necessarily always on a grand scale. Like I know we're mentioning custom homes right now, mm-hmm. but it could be in any home in just the backsplash tile that you pick out or the faucet that you pick out like it can just be the smallest things to make your house stand apart from all the others because in a lot of these new developments you know people pick the builder choices and mm-hmm. then they're kind of there for five to ten years so to be able to add something a little bit different those are the homes that stand out and draw make it more yeah, they're I'm easier to sell well, not necessarily easier to sell but they'll sell for more because they're more desired by people
2: this is tough for fab because I don't think fab's ever really done a renovation oh yeah you might have done you did your kitchen in your previous house. yeah yeah I mean but yeah, you don't like. Not, you don't enjoy this I, I, it's
1: stuff. not even that I don't enjoy it's just a, it's a thing where I'm like look I'm just gonna leave it to someone no, that knows what they're doing right yeah right That's and why I, I know do my taxes. it's it, yeah <laughs> like I know what I like when I see it for sure but I can't describe to you know I can't I don't know where to begin right right and it's just not a skill that I, that I have so I find it fascinating when people know how to do that and when they can envision it they can see okay here's a lot there's like this ridiculous old house that's falling apart on it and they can envision what it's going to be and what it could sell for and what it's going to cost to build it and you know where we can put all this I, I don't know I I don't even know where to begin with that stuff that's like
2: that's like like
0: (laughs) a client of mine who i'm like fortunate enough to be one of my best friends does has been doing a couple of renovation projects and we have so much fun going to look at properties. We're like, ah, this one's too nice. And then we saw one not too long ago. We're like, It's so ugly, it's perfect. Like, right, right. We're like, look, we can tear down this wall, we can do that, right, right. and like and you
1: can envision yeah, the and finished part. All day
0: today, we've been going back and forth because she's at the tile store. She's like, Okay, for the master, like what combos? And I love this kind of stuff. Like right? right? Like the after design part of it as well. Um, yeah, it's just fun.
1: Oh. So what is like your preferred then type of client for listing, for selling the house? Well, let's go over there. Like what is the preferred type of clientele that you like to work with, right? Because I'll tell you, like from our perspective, we're very we're very open and honest with, with people. You know, there's certain types of clients that we like to work with. And if we don't like to work with clients, we don't take them on because I think that affects our business when we're working with people we don't like to work with.
0: For sure. Right? Um, I just... I like nice people. I like kind people. <laughs> yeah. um, I people who are open to suggestions as well. Doing stuff to someone's home to prepare it to sell can be very. And yeah. I find sometimes but people get when, insulted
1: because yeah, oh, and it and yeah. it's
0: not meant to be an insult. And I try to prep people in the process as well. And a lot of people take it very well. I find sometimes if it's like older clientele, they, they do take it a little bit more personally. So like, Oh, it's my nice stuff. I'm like, it's beautiful. And it's like so nice for your family, yeah. <laughs> maybe 30 years ago. Yeah. However, you know, and, but I also explain, even when stagers come in, they're going to put a chair in like a weird angle. They're maybe not going to put as much furniture in as you would if you actually lived live there yeah. or like that chair faces the wall when it should actually face the TV However, for photos, it looks amazing. You know, when people walk into the house, it makes the space look bigger. Um, So for people who are really open to that, it makes my life easier. Like a couple of my past clients are like, yeah, we'll store anything. If you want everything in the house gone, we'll do that. So it's nice kind of having that flexibility or when people are just open to it in general in terms of when someone comes through and they're like, hey, paint your wall this color. And it's maybe a color that they would never choose right right and they, you know they just have to be open to it that it's you know not for them to live with we're only doing it to sell right because it's going to appeal to more people so
1: and it's more, more about people than because there's a bunch of different ways to run a, a real estate practice right it's you concentrate on smaller like a smaller number of clientele give them more attention and they're higher ticket clientele or you just list everything and anything that comes your way Mm -hmm. right and both both strategies i've seen success like vast success from realtors in both strategies right so i'm saying then for your strategy it's more okay take my hand and let me walk you through it and just trust me yeah i
2: mean do you want to sell a house that looks bad no yeah so i i'm
0: like when it comes to listings for me I feel you only get one first impression. Right. Right? Because you know, especially even right now with with COVID or how things have gone more virtual and on, online, people are looking at photos way more. They're looking at, you know, your your videos and your reels of the property. If it does not look perfect, they're going to look at something
1: else. Right.
0: Right. And like that has a, to be
1: attractive right away. 100%. Online, right?
0: And like you can't then two weeks later be like, OK, now we're going to do new photos <laughs> that right. look better or try staging something different. Um, so, I, you know, to me, that's part of the enjoyment of listing homes is, you know, putting this beautiful package on the market that looks amazing.
1: Okay. So it's more of like a differentiation strategy where it's like if it's not a home that you would want it, you would have want to live in at some stage in your life. Cause like, you know, at maybe now at this stage in your life you can afford more than in your twenties. But if somebody comes to you in their twenties with a listing, you know, yeah, you want to be able like, to put it together saying, Hey look, I'm proud to sell this house. For
0: sure. I do everything from right? like condos. I have I'm selling one of my clients' parents home not not too right. um, long from now that's like a co op pricing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, up to like over the millions. So there's like a wide range of types of properties that I do.
2: But you won't you won't turn down people. Of course you, not. You prefer to work with people, but I mean, not. I would everyone. say like more
0: my my target or what yeah. what I what ends up attracting to me are families. You know, a house right? that's like really someone's run down. Like,
2: yeah. I'm sorry, can I? Yeah, a yeah. House that's really run down. You know, Andrea. Andrea's like the best. I couldn't. I'm a realtor and I can't do her job. Because well, I would walk in. you have in. your
0: license. I don't know if i say realtor,
2: you're a realtor. <laughs> okay? You got your license <laughs> you when I was on that leave. So you, you could go do stuff for me. <laughs> <laughs> You wrote the exam. realtor. You wrote the exam. What's the right terminology? Realtor, salesperson? Like, I think it's like, I don't know, sales, sales representative. Oh, a or, oh, yeah. I'm a real know. estate There's sales been... representative. <laughs> 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 and, Who does I couldn't do her job because I couldn't walk in. And tell someone the way she just, even the way you just explained it, like, oh, your wall color is not, you know, we need to change it. Like the way she's able to deal with that. But a lot of people don't have, you know, if someone's got a really run down place, you know, it might need 30 grand for a huge renovation or a bigger renovation to get it up and running where they can make money. People don't have that. A lot of people don't have that yeah, which to is that also fine. There.
0: Like to sell your house, you don't necessarily have to spend a lot of money. You know, sometimes clients don't even have to paint, right? It's more me spending the money on the staging and right, stuff like right, that. Right. And then depending on the the suggestions that we give, I kind of go through it and say, sure, if you did this, you know, it would help, right. but it's not going to make or break the sale either. Um, and then in properties that. It's not always worth putting that thirty thousand in, right? Especially right. in today's market. Yeah, if it's going to be a tear
1: down, you're selling the lot. Yeah,
0: but a lot right? of people even like, you know, even if the kitchen's really dated or something or the flooring's dated, yeah. for some people, for us, for example, I'd prefer a house to look like that when right. I buy it, so that I can tear it up and put my own right. stuff I in. I prefer
2: an empty basement. Like I yeah. prefer you did not touch the basement because so you could do I what you want, wanted to. But but I you you are complete opposite.
1: Yeah, you no, I want. mean, I'd, I'd either want to buy a, a lot yeah. that I'm going to just, I don't even care about the house, tear it down and build from scratch or something I'm ready to move in. Exactly. Right. That's me though. Right.
0: Yeah. yeah. Awesome. I find a lot of people these days now will pay more for homes that are done.
2: Yeah.
0: Because I think with the cost of building supplies, how long wait times stress, are to get construction and like if you think about it for what what housing prices are these days people are spending a million plus on homes that you can't even fathom are selling for like when you think of what a Shacks, million dollar yeah. house used to be like lifestyles of the rich and famous yeah, yeah. like it is not that anymore yeah you're buying <laughs> right? a shack so when someone is buying a home for that much money they've got a huge down payment they don't most people now don't have an extra hundred grand to then put into a renovation? So, when clients are looking for a home as well, we try to factor that in as well. Where it's like, is it worth maybe going up fifty thousand in your budget and you pay just go for in. that yeah. in your mortgage over 30 years versus? Realistically, that renovation is probably going to cost you more than fifty before it's all said and done. The inconvenience, all of that. So it's weighing out those options too, it's
1: case by case. Then, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's just so much to think about, right? And like I said, we get quite—I personally get questions every single day, like every workday, from a client about real estate, and I always have answers, but it's never about this kind of stuff, and I don't even know what to think about first when it comes to this sort of stuff so yeah for
2: for for people that are listing right now i mean what would you say to them i mean there's their staging yeah what what else is there
0: like in terms of getting your home prepped Yeah. yeah yeah so we bring the stager through for the consult. they may say you need to have some rooms painted they may have you declutter some rooms maybe move some furniture out into storage um you know that's kind of it. So there's, so end. there's,
2: there's staging. Is, is there anything else that people looking at, like people de- de- deciding, because you, you get interviewed uh, between other realtors sometimes. Yeah, for
0: sure. You go for like so, listing I mean, presentations.
2: Why, why would someone choose you over someone else? Like, what, what is the distincting factors there?
0: So I think a lot of agents don't do things like staging mm-hmm. um, because it is an additional out of pocket cost. And it's not something I've always done. Like when I first started out, that was a big deal to me to have to pay like thousands of dollars in staging. Um, But I feel that that it works better with my brand now um, in terms of the type of product that I want to stand behind and I want to sell. So, yeah, I think a, a lot has to do with how you plan to present the house. I'm also not super salesy. As you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which in some areas probably isn't the best, but I'm really there to help my clients the best that I can. So I, you know, I find I typically have really good relationships with all my clients. We hug when we're allowed to, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, you know, like it's just it's a different vibe opposed to I'm not just coming in trying to make money off of you. I'm genuinely happy in helping someone find their next home. I'm genuinely happy in helping them sell their home for a top dollar or Helping them purchase an investment property that allows them, you know, to save for their kids' future or whatever it may be.
2: And you have you you also have like a, a kind of people to assist with, uh, you know, painting mortgages. Yeah, so legal. I have like a
0: really good Rolodex. I find now after years of of dealing with different professionals, so I have like my go to in different cities too. But like painters, mortgage brokers, lawyers, um, cleaners. All that kind of stuff so it doesn't have to be as overwhelming to people when they're selling their house right because it's like I have one client where they have to have um, light fixtures changed and the thought of doing that themselves I'm like oh just call this guy he's gonna come over he'll do it so then it just eases the process of it not feeling as overwhelming because you have people helping you through that whole, whole process
1: perfect yeah that was a good intro.
2: Yeah, and your yeah. husband.
1: <laughs> well, no, I mean, there's a couple other now. Just like going through my mind, there's a couple other things. Uh, these this can be for other episodes, but you know, I want to go through the process, the process end to end of uh, obtaining your first rental property. Sure. For someone that that's something definitely I think is mm-hmm. with new, numerical examples as well, yep. so that people I think people need to understand where the return on investment comes from.
2: Four up, two down.
1: Right, <laughs> the, you well, know what Scott I'm saying? God. Like I don't people know what don't, that means. they don't, they don't
2: understand That's where for, I, I base everything on four yeah. percent appreciation. Yeah. yeah, but you five times it because you leverage invest. Right so it's four, four up 20 percent appreciation oh, okay. based right. on your hundred thousand dollars so so that's uh, why you do the numbers <laughs> yeah so i want to i want to i want to walk through that Nelson's process like what the fuck just yeah. happened yeah i, I want to walk <laughs> through worry, that
1: uh, through that process because for sure every single day i get a phone call about something like that yeah and people don't understand where the roi comes from and what the process is and it's I an think intimidating one process. of the biggest
0: things that holds people back from purchasing investment properties because mm-hmm. it's the number one question i get Every single time someone purchases, am I going to be able to find a tenant?
1: Exactly, and that's, that's why I want to right? take a, a case scenario, like a legitimate case scenario. You have you have tons, dozens that For we sure, can look yeah. at that are recent of our clients, right? I want to take walk a, walk the listeners through end to end, all the way to filing the tax return and how much tax you're going to have to pay, so that they understand the process. Okay. So, so we understand the staging component and and how to show the house well but my understanding at least in this market there's a lot of other there's a lot of other strategies that are employed by the top realtors right now to get top dollar like what's going on right now that you like what types of strategies are you using right now to make sure your clients are getting top dollar
0: for sure so the market's definitely changed a lot in the last year in terms of there's very little inventory tons of buyers so we're seeing multiple offers over and over and over again some very basic things when it comes to listing as I always list my properties on a Thursday because it gives you okay. a day or so for it to hit all the public right like realtor.ca um, it gets distributed to people that have email searches set up
2: right
0: usually weekends are the busiest and in Normal times when we're allowed to have open houses, we always schedule the open house for the first Sunday. Mm-hmm. And that gives a sense of urgency. The funny thing is, is that there's some stat that like, two percent of sales happen because of the open house right so but it's just this perception and i get it from clients too they're like oh can we go see this house we know that there's an open house on sunday we don't want it to sell before then so if you can do that in the first few days it helps with that like with people wanting to get out there quickly um and then right now you have to be so strategic in the way that you're pricing a home so in a normal market i like to price homes at market value maybe a little bit higher so then you leave some wiggle room because almost every single home right now that is coming on the market is ending up in multiple offers and is holding offers you have to list for less than what the house next door sold for or the perception is that since you so I'll give you an example there's townhouses in one area that I do a lot in that they're or sorry semis they're listing for about $8.99 okay and they're selling for a million fifty yeah. this has happened to say like eight of them Okay. so you should be able to list it for like a million sixty and then plan to get a million fifty if I actually listed that town that semi for a million sixty we would get way less showings and probably no offers even if we weren't saying that we were holding offers because the perception is that everything is selling over list price, so this property is going to go way higher than it than we can afford. So it's all human or it's psychology. Worth? Then mm-hmm. it's so like weird. It's creating so, the urgency. yeah, we would have yeah. to list for that eight ninety nine. Hold offers. So again, typically you're listing on a Thursday right now, holding offers until Monday, maybe Tuesday. And
1: holding offers means don't you're not allowed to make an offer until
0: exactly okay. until the like specified day and time. Okay. There's also the option that some buyers, sorry, some sellers will take preemptive offers or bully offers. So someone might have like a really good offer that's worth looking at before your offer presentation date. Most people though are pushing to the presentation date. Right. So, and-
1: So you're creating an urgency. You're creating sure. the urgency now because the, the inventory is low. So, and maybe buyers have been lost on a couple of bits already and they're like i need to get this
0: yep okay. and i think the timing is really important too i had i was working with clients this winter where we had looked at a property they loved it wanted to put an offer in on it we looked at it on like say the friday they weren't taking offers until like almost two weeks after where all of them usually are less than a week mm-hmm. so in that time frame a new property came up that they liked better one, yeah they offered on that one and yep. bought it before the other yep. offer. So, you know, you kind of have to time it People well. want to move fast now. For
1: sure.
2: What about, uh, I've, I've heard you uh, make comments about this in the past, um, posting on multiple boards or something like that?
0: Yeah, so I'm a, a member of the Oakville Milton board, which is part of the ITSO. They've, like, kind of amalgamated all the boards. So there used to be, still is, like, a separate... Berry board is separate, Kawartha's board, St. Catharines and all that. So they finally have like amalgamated it into one major board where they all feed all the information. The Hamilton-Burlington board is still kind of separate. So it's nice because there's a lot more data sharing. However, the Toronto board is like its separate entity. Yeah, they're never going to join with anybody because they're Treb. So I find it very valuable that I'm a member of both the Oakville board as well as the Toronto board to get the double listings because Mm -hmm. there used to be a sharing agreement. The rules change all the time, but there used to be a sharing agreement where like the Oakville properties you could see on TREB, but if I'm posting something in Burlington, people on TREB aren't necessarily gonna see it. So I think it's, you know, and since we have a lot of people right now moving from the city, moving from Mississauga, they don't wanna be downtown in condos, moving to areas like Burlington and Oakville, I think it's very important to post on both. And sometimes you'll see the opposite where a Toronto agent is listing a home in Burlington right. and my clients will be like, oh, we saw this listing on Realtor.ca yeah, and then Toronto. I'm looking <laughs> for it and they've only posted it on the Toronto board. Right. So if I don't have my searches set up for both, and it's, yeah. it's bad because it's a disservice to like right. their clients as well. And even if you don't want to be a member of both boards, you can pay for an interboard listing. Okay. That's like 60 or $80. So if you're listing with someone that's not an in-town agent, just make sure that they have the listing on, on multiple boards, that at least it's on the, the home city board. Yeah.
1: All right. I mean,
2: that's a lot of info. <laughs> <laughs> Was there anything else that you think you need to cover? Nelson needs to get so. home. He's got a new kid. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no he's so happy to not be with the new baby right yeah. now It's too you're serious she's you're
2: gonna get home
1: she's gonna, yeah. she's gonna be like where were you oh we got, yeah we gotta yeah. wrap it up so Andrea thank you so much for coming
0: yeah thanks that for that having me that was awesome
1: I can't wait to the next one um, how do people get in touch with you
0: um, you can reach me through Instagram Andrea McDonald underscore homes my website is mcdgroup.ca um, oh, yeah all through there perfect
2: yeah. awesome Thanks for coming
1: in, honey. See you next Thank time. Thank you. <laughs> That's a wrap. As always, if you have any questions or suggestions, you can contact us at info at cmllp.com. See you next time.